Corey Rumor from the Chicago Tribune is with us and will be with us the entire hour. And Corey, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why. And that's why right there, ladies and gentlemen, we really don't care what we have to talk about because that's how it goes. So that's the best part. You don't know what we're going to talk about. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You never know. Uh, But uh, I played a clip from the Miracle on Ice, as it was called, on this date. This is the anniversary. It was in 1980, the Lake Placid Winter Games, and um, the U.S. team beat the Russians, and it was a huge deal, uh, partially because of the situation in the world and the relationship between the countries, and also the fact that the uh, U.S. team was a bunch of kids that were just sort of thrown together uh, to play in the Olympics, and the Russians were perennial champions and basically professional. They were paid by the Soviet Union. They were allegedly in the Army, but uh, big upset. It was unbelievable. Al Michaels on that call, Do You Believe in Miracles, on this date. And a great movie, by the way. Have you seen Miracle? Have you seen that movie, Corey? Yes, yes. I love yeah. that movie. I, I can't say I'm the biggest hockey fan. My my son uh, knows how to play, but doesn't, you know, hasn't really gotten into it. But that movie is incredible. I really oh, yeah. enjoyed it. I don't think you need to be a hockey fan to get into that. I mean, no. it's just got so much power and emotion to it as that thing, as it did back in the day. Now, I uh, have a little trivia thing that I usually loaf out uh, every, every year at about this time. Okay, so it's the anniversary of uh, the Miracle on Ice. Oh, by the way, and then two days later, the U.S. team went on and beat Finland for the gold. But that was sort of anticlimactic. This was on. A, I'm pretty sure this was a Friday afternoon, and you're you're correct. Yes. Listen to you. See, she doesn't I just know. Pulled up the page. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the okay. Let me try to set this scene. You know, now when the Olympics come on, it's like 24 seven on some network or some affiliate of theirs, or they're streaming it. You never miss a second, and it's all pretty much live. Well, that's not the way it was back in 1980. The ABC was carrying the Olympics. They had the rights to the Olympics. I was working in Chicago at a station that was owned by ABC, and I was doing afternoons. The game was being played in the afternoon. The U.S. and Russia was being played in the afternoon, and they were going to play it back on television that night. Well, that was on ABC, too. So, little Johnny... Landecker, being the mischievous little radio rascal he is, goes, hey, wait a, wait a minute, we're an ABC station. Don't we have a feed? And yes, we had a feed. <gasps> so, <laughs> no, I didn't put it on the air, but I, <laughs> but I, I did the, I, I listened to it, so I know how it ended. And I went on the air and said something to the effect of, all right, you know, the U.S. has played Russia, and ABC TV is going to play it back tonight. Uh, if you don't want to know what the outcome is, you better turn your radio off. But I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying right now if the U.S. lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I like, I like that you gave the audience a spoiler alert warning, like, spoiler alert. <laughs> Turn down your radio. Yeah. Change uh, the channel. Right. If you don't want to know the outcome and you wait for it to be replayed, can you imagine 
You're just so considerate. Well, can you imagine it being like that today? I mean, that's back in no. 1980. I mean, that's... Today? No. Yeah, that's insane. And you know, Al Michaels is still going. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just telling Brendan, and it's like, yeah, that was Al Michaels. That was that's... 42 years yeah. ago, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. still doing sports. Yeah. And that ad lib of, do you believe in miracles, is one of the great play-by-play of all uh, time of all time of all time well Corey's with us and uh she's got uh well I, let's see she's got things about snow she's got uh 23 articles about uh michael jordan i don't think we're gonna get to all of them um and also the cactus league starts i believe saturday and boy wouldn't you like to get out of this weather and go out there well Corey's got some travel tips and more coming up on 720 wgn WGN, 18 minutes after 7 o'clock. John Landecker along with Trib reporter Corey Rumor here at uh, 720 WGN. That is, take me out to the ball game. And you know, Corey, the weather here right now is just disgusting. It's no, it's not sn- quite snow, but there's ice and, you know, there are power outages and ice is forming on branches and they're falling off of trees, which is just really a pain, to say the least. So, with that in mind, let's... Lighten it up and talk about a hot spot, which would be, which would be spring training, which, by the way, the Cactus League does start on Sunday or on Saturday, rather. So maybe people are planning to go to Arizona. And ironically, Corey has written an entire article about that, a spring training guide, if you will, that is yeah. very informative uh, and very interesting, as one would suspect. So. What's new in Arizona for what? Well, how, first of all, there's 15 teams in 10 stadiums in the Cactus League. Yeah. yeah that is incredible. Yeah. Think about it's, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and the best part about it, I, I speak, I'm a former Arizona resident. Wow. Uh, I used to live in Tucson. I worked for a paper there uh, for about eight years. And in fact, our family was in Arizona and California just last week. So uh, my you my kiddo and I you worked for a paper a you worked for a paper there for eight years. What were you yes. like? Were you like fifteen or something? <laughs> You're too kind, John. No, uh, and it's <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because my husband, who's also a reporter for the yeah. Sun Times, Patrick yeah. Finley, he has yeah. a twin brother, Ryan Finley. Ah. The three of us all worked together at the Arizona Daily Star in Tucson, and so yeah, it was it was a great time because you know, John. People who are considered snowbirds who leave our beautiful area this time of year because, like you said, the weather is not right. great, and right. they go to Arizona or they go to Florida. For somebody like me, that's a good thing job-wise uh, because snowbirds tend to like to read a newspaper, whatever the local newspaper <laughs> is. So, yeah, so so that's a long way to say I have some experience with going to spring training in Arizona. Yeah. So I, I use that to put together this guide. Um, and then this is also the time of the year when, like, Channel 9 will take, uh, you know, they'll send a sports person, one or two of them, out there to Arizona, and we're sitting here watching Channel 9, and it's 5,000 degrees below zero, and they, <laughs> let's go to whoever it is in Arizona in spring training, and some guy or some person is standing there, like, in summer clothing because the weather's so good. I mean, it's it's an event that happens every year about this time. 
Um, You're exactly right. And I mean, I remember Dan Roan. You mentioned WGN. Oh, yeah, I sure. Dan Roan was always, uh, you know, he, yeah. had a, he had a nice tan. And like you said, he's wearing <laughs> shorts and a polo shirt. And the rest of us are like, oh, grimacing. So, yeah, I remember those. You said your husband had a twin, has a twin? He has a twin brother whose name is Ryan Finley. And Ryan now, they both grew up in San Diego, California. And Ryan is now uh, getting ready to leave Arizona because he's the new sports editor at the San Diego Union Tribune. Well, speaking of that, so the San Francisco Giants Mm -hmm. have Taylor Rogers and his twin brother, Tyler. Yes. On the on the roster, I think they should play like in Minnesota. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? I forget what brother, uh, what which Rogers brother was on the Padres last year, and that is my husband and his twin brother's favorite baseball team. So, ah. uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny how you know it's funny you said that because I don't know much about sports, but I was watching ESPN earlier tonight. And they were talking about there are three sets of twins in the NBA right now. And I know the Lopez brothers are on the Milwaukee Bucks. And so they this. both went to uh, they went to a Pac-12 school together. I forget. But, yeah, it, twins, it's like, it's like a thing. There are a lot of twins out there right now. So um, spring training guide, uh, what's new in Arizona for people who are going out to see the Sox or the Cubs? I was reading your article, and... If, you know, we have time, we'll get to restaurants and hotels and attractions and all of that. But you were writing about transportation. Uh, yeah. And there's something, what really caught my eye is something called Waymo One. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? And ex- That's exactly. What, what is that exactly? Where do you hear so this? Phoenix is one of two cities in the U.S. that's a test area for this autonomous electric vehicle. So it's it's like an SUV. It's mm-hmm. got this funky looking doohickey on the top of it. <laughs> um it 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 works some it works most of the time, but I think there sixty five percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> exactly, John. It's 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 supposed to be fully autonomous, but like I said, we were just in Arizona last week in in Phoenix for a day or two, and every one of these that I saw was somebody in the front seat who was, you know, like the driver making sure the thing was working okay. So yeah. it builds itself as fully autonomous. But, yeah, it's really cool. There are two different parts of Phoenix where you can order through an app. It's like a rideshare service, but it's supposed to be self-driving. So, yeah, you're supposed to hop in the back of it, and, and it's supposed to take you – Wherever you want to go. Uh, are there like um, new hotels, new restaurants, new attractions, or are there, you know, are there the time honored iconic uh, uh, places out there this year? I, I was going to say, you know, one other thing that people who are flying in from Chicago, mm-hmm. one really big important thing that is a huge time saver is now that at Phoenix Sky Harbor airport you can take the sky train all the way to the rental car facility it's like a two and a half mile trip this is a wow. huge time saver because before you used to have to get your bags from baggage claim wait yeah. for a shuttle bus and the shuttle bus would take you like 20 some minutes to get out there it was kind of a pain 
So that's one major improvement that if you're fl- if you're going to spring training, you're flying into Phoenix Airport, that's one thing that you'll definitely notice. The other thing that we noticed is um, there are a variety of Chicago <laughs> Chicago chains that are popping up all around Phoenix. And actually, my father-in-law was telling me down in Tucson, a Portillo's just opened this past week in Tucson. There's Lou Malnati's there as well. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. I'm the type of person when I travel, even if I travel overseas, I go to McDonald's just to see what they're serving there, you know? Yeah. But they're not serving here. So I'm the type of person who I want to go there and does it taste the same? Does it look the same? Does it feel like the ones here at home? Right, so if right. you're look, if you're going out there and if you're looking for something familiar, that's that's something you you might want to check out. Uh, the other thing, um, In and Out Burger, that's kind of the for a long time has been a West Coast only or West Coast primarily fast food place. Um, it has secret menu that's not mm-hmm. so secret. If you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Um, Oh, that's something else you might want to check out in Phoenix. And don't forget, when you go there, to ask the person behind the register if you can have a free sticker. Um, my son my son loves to do that, so that's something else you could do. They're open late at night. Um, you got a free In-N-Out sticker? In-N-Out sticker, yeah. Oh. It's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a thing. You just ask them, hey, do you have oh. any stickers? And yeah. they have a kid sticker, or they have another one, you know, like something you put on the back of your car. So this, oh. that's always something fun that yeah. we do. Um, yeah. And hotels-wise, you know, it, there's a variety of places. I think when we stay there, we stayed at, you know, a Marriott property. But mm-hmm. if you're going with your family, there's a Great Wolf Lodge there now. Uh, Great Wolf Lodge is based here in Chicago. Their headquarters is in Chicago, and they have a location up in Gurney by Six Flags Great America. Um, so that's something else that might be kind of fun to check out. But I really like, you know, Phoenix, the Phoenix area has a bunch of these, like, roadside hotel motels that yeah. are being revamped. They're oh. being made super hip, um, trying to attract, you know, uh, people who are either really into uh, nostalgia, mid-century modern type things, or if you're looking for a cheap place to stay. Um, So one of those is Hotel Valley Ho that I really like. It's in Scottsdale. We've stayed there a couple of times, and it's just beautiful. The grounds are beautiful, and they actually do a, a tour for $19.56, um, <laughs> which is the year that it, 1956 oh, is the okay. year that it opened. How they come um, up so, Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a kind of a fun thing to do as well. Well, there you go. See, Corey, remember with tips about going to spring training. But you say to yourself, well, thank you, Corey. That's probably all you've brought to the program today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? There's so much more. I hope we have time to get to all of it. We can talk about uh, snowfall and 23 articles about Michael Jordan, which obviously was his number. (laughs) And he just turned, I mean, you know, we were just talking about the U.S. men's hockey team beating Russia. That was in 1980. And it made me feel like I was Methuselah because... (laughs) I suddenly realized I was on the air when that happened. I'm like, oh, my God, John, you're friggin' ancient. And, you um, are not. You are not. Well, depends who you ask. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but Michael Jordan had turned 60. I'm not 60. saying a word, of course. <laughs> Michael Jordan turned 60. Yeah. Think about, think about that. Huh? Okay. So 
More with uh, Corey coming up. Uh, the John Landecker program will be off the air tonight because we got hockey. We're going until uh, 8 o'clock. Hey, that music can only mean one thing, right? Yeah. Chicago Bulls, 737 with John Landecker at 720 WGN. Going to Vintage Chicago Tribune. That's Corey Rumor who's with us uh, on the phone. And, now, you know, every time you come on, I want to make sure that you get in a plug for this Vintage Chicago Tribune thing that you're doing because... It's fabulous, and boy, today reading the 23 stories about Michael Jordan, you know, for those of us who were around when the hockey team won, uh, probably were around for all these Michael Jordan, uh, my, uh, uh, what do you call them, headlines, uh, Michael Jordan moments. Once again, yeah. reminding, me, reminding me of my ancient uh, situation. Uh, okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Well, it's okay, crazy so, to think Michael Jordan turned 60 years old last week. And it's yeah. been twenty, almost 25 years since he played for the Bulls. I mean, yes. that's just incredible. Yeah. What he accomplished at such a young age. Yeah. Well, I was reading these uh, headlines. Well, do the, tr- do the uh, plug for how people can get the Vintage Chicago Tribune. Yeah. We do a new- newsletter. It's free. You do not have to have a Chicago Tribune subscription mm-hmm. to get it. You just go to chicagotribune.com forward slash newsletters and sign up for Vintage Chicago Tribune. And it comes out every Thursday afternoon. In fact, tomorrow's is all about spring training. So I know we talked about that a little yeah, bit. We today, did. But I've got yeah. some more goodies about uh, spring training for the Cubs and the White Sox uh, and- through the decades. And uh, there's a current article, 23 stories about Michael Jordan. Of course, that was his number the first time around. Uh, otherwise, you'd, otherwise, you'd have to do 45 stories about 45. Michael Jordan. And that would be, that'd be almost twice. Well, that would be uh, twice the work. But anyway, these headlines, I'm reading them. Um, and then, obviously, the articles that come with them. But, oh, my goodness. Um, it just took me back like you would not believe I mean, there's so many to pick from, but first of all, May 7th, 1989, the shot. I think people who are around, that's the game. Um, Well, you take it. You wrote the article. What am I doing here? I mean, this is, you know, we were talking earlier about how before social media, like the miracle Mm -hmm. on ice, you know, can you only imagine what that would have been like had social media been around and how often that would have been shared? The shot, I feel like this, the clip of Jordan getting, I'm really bad at sports stars. My husband's a sports writer. I am not. But jumping, Jordan jumping over Craig Elo uh, of, of the Cleveland uh, Cav- Cavaliers. 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 Yeah. yeah, Cavs at the buzzer. This is during game five of the playoffs. Um, it's, it, that was it. That's all that it took for Jordan. And he jumps in the air yeah. and he's pumping his fist over and over again. And it's just one of those moments, like you said, John, where it's like, oh, my God, I remember where I was when I saw yes, that. And absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like with Jordan, there's so many of those. I mean, I put together, you mentioned 45. What if we had to do 45 <laughs> stories on Michael Jordan? I put together this massive timeline about Michael Jordan and his life and his career before the Bulls, after the Bulls. And it's just extensive. And it's hard to pick. If you could only pick 23 moments, 
uh, Michael Jordan's time with the Bulls or, you know, beyond that. It, it's hard to narrow it down. Well, uh, I'm touching on some of the articles and the headlines that uh, resonated with me because it really brought back a strong memory, as specifically one of them, June 11th, 1997, the flu game. I will never forget the flu game. It yeah. was it was amazing. So fill us in for those who aren't aware of what the flu game was. And you know what? The last dance. Did you see the last oh, dance? Oh, yeah, uh, sure did. The series on ESPN yeah. last year. Yeah. Jordan was asked about this. This is when Jordan <laughs> scores 38 points in the NBA Finals against the Utah Jazz. He's getting physically ill on the sideline. He's dehydrated. He still scores 38 points. And if I remember right, the way he explained it is that the night before he had ordered a pizza in Utah, and he thinks that Uh whoever Uh brought him the pizza knew who it was intended for and something, and it made him physically ill. But yeah. he still showed up, and I believe it was it was two days later that the Bulls won their fifth uh, championship. So it didn't it didn't hold him down. And it's it's one of those things where whenever I don't feel well, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, do I really not feel well? I mean, Michael Jordan could score thirty eight points, get seven rebounds, have five assists, and and hit a late three pointer to uh, to you know on their way to on the Bulls way to winning another championship. It's like, if he could do that, could I do at least, you know, like a quarter of that today? (laughs) Am I really that sick? You know, I have this mental image. Maybe it's a little fuzzy, but the way it appeared to me was that Jordan at one point, this is either during a timeout or coming out onto the court after halftime, or maybe even right at the end of the game, almost collapsing. And Scottie Pippen, literally holding him up and yeah. it was just wow that's all i can say it was just one of the f- most fantastic uh, performances by an athlete ever and uh that was those were the days man when the bulls were on a roll i mean oh my god as opposed to today incredible. you know um, I know. <laughs> that was I know. Th- th- there were championships after championships after championships after championships in fact that after one of those championships, I don't remember exactly which one, was the only time anybody vandalized my car. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I had it parked on the street. Okay, uh-huh. outside. I was living in an apartment building, and you know Chicago was like party crazy. The, the Bulls had won. People were going nuts. You know, car horns, whatever. It was just great, and. I go down to my car the next day, and the passenger side window was broken, and <gasps> there was a brick sitting on the passenger seat. They didn't, <laughs> they, they didn't even take the brick. I mean, you know, my God. What's the Did matter with you people? Did you take anything else? <laughs> no. Was anything oh, else was, missing? No, there was nothing in the car. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Come on. You leave a brick after you smash my window? I mean... Anyway, so, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of folks who have memories of certain incidents that are so not exactly part of the Bulls' 
but you know, <laughs> are come along with the sort of with the territory, if you will. Um, sure. I think it was Leslie Kyling I was working with at the time. God, I hope this is right. Who? Well, I know the story's right. I think it was Leslie. You know, you'd find Michael Jordan driving his cars around town. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, you know, about. So, if I remember correctly, the story is they're going up to Edens, and Michael's in one of his cars, and Leslie's, like, in a car, I don't know, two cars back, maybe one car back, and Michael Jordan, uh, like sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds, you know, but you crack them, and... <gasps> Yeah. And then there's the shell, right? So Jordan's driving along, doing his sunflower thing, cracking it, and he throws a shell out the window, and it lands on Leslie's uh, windshield. <laughs> and she like she saved it. <laughs> I've got Michael Jordan's DNA. <laughs> God, I hope that's, Leslie, if you're listening, I hope that's a true story. More with Corey when we come back on 720 WGN. Well, of course, if it's a stupid song about snowplows or any reference to snowplows at all, uh, that would indicate that Corey's on the show here at 720 WGN because uh, we're all about the snowplow, man. So, yeah. Uh, So one of the things that happened today is that, okay, Chicago weather how our 2022-23 seasonal snowfall compares with previous winters. Corey wrote it, February 21st, filed at 11.40 a.m. Uh, you know, I, I print it out, right? I print out the article. Aww. Well, how else am I going to read it? I mean... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... I, I just noticed today, and I don't know why, because I never paid any attention anymore. Anymore that there's little ads that come with it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. This is very amusing. Um, in a certain way, uh, reveal five eyelash secrets for mature women. <laughs> I mean. What a- Wait a minute, are they trying to target you with your dance, John? Because I don't see that ad on that same page. No, no, what I printed out, it's on, okay, you've got the last page, data is collected at Hare Airport, the city's official recording site, blah, 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 normal, whatever it is, then your name, chart, Corey Rumor, Source, National Weather Service, um, and then there's the app that's teaching American Spanish in 15 minutes a day, the new CPAP uh, can do what? Illinois, don't buy expensive solar panels. Do this instead. It's brilliant, in parentheses, and reveal five eyelash secrets for mature women. I guess, I guess that's the, uh, I love it. The, the news organization equivalent of the ads that you have playing between your segments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, thought, I just thought it was... I. I never paid attention to the full page, you know, and I'm looking down. Oh, that's something else. So, Corey, how does our 2022-23 seasonal snowfall compare with previous winters? Well, it's interesting because in in December, we, we had a little bit of snow, but as of early to mid-January, 
we were looking at potentially having one of the lowest uh, snow accumulations throughout the winter on record. In fact, the lowest I think happened in 1920, 1921, that season, there was only, there was less than 10 inches of snow that fell. And then everybody remembers, and we've talked about it numerous times, yeah. the, the 1978 to 79 uh, winter season where there was like 90 inches. So you go from nine inches being the lowest in Chicago history for snowfall during winter to 90. And so I was curious, where do we kind of fall in that whole thing? And normally we get just under 40 inches of snow a season. And February actually um, is January and February. After these few months, our temperatures in general, and I'm not a meteorologist, but I've, I've talked to quite a few of them as part of my research, and they say, you know, our temperatures from here on out start to progress higher. Uh, there's more daylight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we all remember that there have been snowfalls in March and April and even sometimes into May, but those aren't the heavy duty snows that we tend to get. They're not the same as the ones we tend to get in January or February. So we, we're, I don't think we're going to be one of the top 10 uh, lowest snows seasons on record, but we're pretty low. At this point, we're pretty low. We have a deficit every month. Um, for, like the government. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're lower than normal every single month. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But the the I'm I'm intrigued too by what is considered the snow season. It started yeah. early. What is the snow season? What are the beginning and ending of the snow season? Sure, it started last July, and meteorologists like what? to track things the same dates over time. They feel like the best way to do it is from the same date to same date. So it starts July first of last year. Will end at the end of June this year. It doesn't that's mean we're going to get season? snow. Yes, it doesn't mean we're going to get snow in all of those months. No, but that's the best way that they like to track it. Wow, I had no idea. That's uh, that's something to say the least. That they were analyzing snow starting in July. I mean, obviously we're not going to have any snow in July. We have we have snow in July, folks. We're in trouble. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's the Fourth of July. Come on out for the snowball fight on Independence Day. I mean, uh, I just don't see that happening, quite frankly. But um, if you say so. So what, what, I'm sorry, what was the, the lowest, the, the least amount of snow was under 10 inches? Did you say? Yes, it was, it was, it was under 10 inches, uh, the season that was 1920, 1921. And you know, currently yeah. we have, um, we have like 15, 15, almost 16 inches. So we're a little bit higher than that. You know, I'm no, um, we're almost out of time here, but I, and I'm no meteorologist or, uh, expert on, the climate or anything else, but it strikes me that in 1920 to 21 was the least amount of snow at 9.8 inches. And I'm sure that's well before anybody ever mentioned climate change. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's nothing. And that's a long time ago. So I don't know what I'm saying, except uh, this isn't a current phenomenon. I mean, it's not new rather that we would, come up short, so to speak. I mean, all the way back to uh, the t- 1920, 1921. Wow. 
See how that they had 9.8 inches, 9.8 inches, and then they couldn't go out and buy a drink. Corey, <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Corey, for being with us. It's always great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon.